who's the most terrible of them all? It's Hollywood Lynn. Hello and welcome to Everyone is Terrible. I'm your host, Hollywood Leon. It's my favorite day of the week. Joining me today is comedian and podcaster, Ashley Ham. Hi, Ashley. Hi. Wow, that was beautiful. No, that's just my Oprah introduction. I'd like, I like <laughs> to throw a little vibrato in there. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I know. Today we're going to be talking about celebrities that are terrible, plus their books. We got a lot of stuff going on today. We're going to be giving you guys some updates on Erica Jane, a little Beverly Hills, but mostly celebrities that are terrible to their fans. And that's why we have Ashley here. She is an expert when it comes to terrible celebrities. Let's start with Anna Kendrick. This one is so interesting to me because there's this thing where some celebrities are like, they are owed their privacy if they're just bopping around and like someone comes up to them and is annoying. I understand why they would be like maybe cold or aloof, but there are some celebrities that I've heard are just terrible people. And Anna Kendrick is one of them. Like the only people who said good things about her are people who are just like blindly obsessed with her because she just has an awful vibe. We read her memoir for my podcast and she just is so unlikable. It's bizarre. Like she's so, first of all, she has that like 2012 Twitter sarcasm vibe. She like makes fun of her fans in the book. She like was in this um, cult classic movie called Camp. I love Camp. Yeah, I hadn't seen it because I was never a theater kid. <laughs> so the thing that really like solidified my dislike of Anna Kendrick is this part of her memoir where she talks about Camp and she's like, the movie didn't do well, but it became sort of this like beacon for like misfit theater kids to like feel accepted. And then she talks about how one time someone approached her and was like, I love you in camp. I named my car and my dog after your character, Fritzy. And Anna Kendrick is just like, what a fucking weirdo. And it's like, okay, oh well, do you want these like theater misfits to feel welcome or do you hate them? Like pick a lane, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ashley, I have a little bit of a confession. So like I did hear yeah. that she was really rude to the people at Barney's New York. Like I've heard that. Yeah, I saw a TikTok where a guy said um, that he approached her and that she said to her publicist, like, why are the poor people talking to me? Like, There was a comment on one of my videos that uh, someone like took their niece or something to the Pitch Perfect premiere. Like somehow they were like involved in Hollywood or something. I don't know. So they were at the Pitch Perfect premiere and apparently she was like horrible to this little girl. And I'm just like, that does not sit right with me. Okay. If someone bothers you while you're drinking coffee and you're annoyed by it, like fine, you should be able to drink your coffee, but I don't, you're the star of this movie and it's the premiere of that movie. You're kind of on the clock. Be nice to people. (laughs) After that first initial, um, you know, little spiff that she had at Barney's the following time that she came in, the girl was like, I am not approaching her this time. So she let someone else go up to her. And then they came up and they were like, do you know who that is? And they were like, yeah, she's an actress. That's Anna Kendrick. And she was like, well, she was very pressed that I didn't know who she was. Like she basically yelled at me because I didn't know who she was. Like, what was that about? And the girl was like, oh my God, she has struck again. So I don't know. It's weird. She constantly monopolizes group interviews to make it about her, her size, her humor. Like, we get it. You're funny. Then there was reportedly a lot of um, co-star 
tension with her and Blake Lively on set. Like, I don't think she's that fucking talented and that funny for her to be acting like this. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. Like, one of my biggest things, so here's the thing. I, like, obviously, like you, love celebrity gossip, love celebrities, all that stuff. But I have, like, a real obsession with the fact that people who are awful continue to work. My thing was that I was always like, no one's saving the fucking world here. It's Hollywood. Like, we're making... TV, relax. You get to be the lead. You get to make millions of dollars off of this. And you're still like walking around being a bitch and blaming it on being socially awkward. I don't get it. It's not my thing. No. I went on Reddit and I found a really funny comment that said, she also doesn't do nude scenes. So honestly, what good is she? (laughs) You know, that was Uh written by a man. (laughs) That's so funny. Oh my God. Oh yeah. I'm back to Blake Lively. I have actually like a lot of inside info um, from someone who I know who works in PR and did PR on a project that she was on that she and Blake Lively could just barely be in the same room together. Like they hated each other. I don't know. And then the other thing that I was going to say is yeah, the privilege because people will sometimes come at me when I make like a TikTok or a joke or anything about people who I like think are terrible and they're like oh so we're trying to cancel so and so now you don't think they deserve to make a living and it's like no I think they deserve to make a living I don't think they deserve to make a living doing the coolest job in the world and being mean to everyone around them like I never said that I don't think that they should be employable at like a grocery store like (laughs) it's it's most likely because it's like we've been going through stuff like this for decades like all sorts of injustices people not getting what they deserve people not being seen and heard so it's like if you're going to open that door, let's not start with Anna Kendrick, okay? Like, let's not fucking <laughs> yeah. go there because this is not a good situation. Um, one last thing that I wanted to touch on, it goes back to Barney's again. It's like this girl lives there and likes to like, make everyone miserable that works there. <laughs> she was holding an event. She walked in. She wouldn't speak to anybody. And then when they said, you know, Anna, like, do you want to try one of our new dresses? Like, we have this for you. Could you do this one? Um, she looked at her publicist and her publicist was like, can we speak outside? And then when they went outside, they were like, yes. And she was like, well, if you want Anna to wear something, it's $10,000. At the end of the event, they were like, whatever, like, you know, maybe that's, she gets offered clothes all the time. So she, maybe she's like, dude, this is how I make a little bit of money. If you want me to wear your pieces, like it does cost some money. I'm not hating on it. What I don't like is- how I make rent. (laughs) Exactly. Whatever. We'll give her the benefit of the doubt. But what I don't like is that like towards the end of the event, um, you know, someone was like, look, I just want to tell you like, um, there was lots of people that couldn't get into the event. So I have boxes of like fan mail for you. Like people will give cards and letters and, oh, and she- told the PR person to throw it all away. I saw that TikTok and I was so, here's the thing. I hate junk. I'm a big no clutter person. I mean, well, like, don't look behind me right now. I hate like junk except like my like wall of mugs. That's the only like crap I like to keep. So I get not wanting to take that stuff home with you, but it is so easy to say, oh my God, thank you. That's so cool. And then throw it out in the privacy of your own home. Like it's so easy to do that and just like not make these people feel worthless and stupid. Exactly. Because like that shit piles up and Marie Kondo said, don't keep paper around. And I just, I don't want it, but like, I don't want people to know that I don't want it. You know, here's the thing with Anna Kendrick, like, 
obviously she's been working since she was a child she might be a little jaded she and then as far as like the talent thing goes like she can sing she's got a little bird voice you know like yeah it's 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 decent you're not no jennifer Uh hudson and you definitely don't need to be grouped in with Amanda Siegfried for the revive for the for the new production of Wicked, like no girl, uh uh-uh. uh, you are not Alphaba. You're not even the freaking Glenda the Good Witch. Like I don't think so. Like no 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 no. We need real singers, and I'm not hating yeah. on Amanda, Amanda Siegfried, y'all, because she is Mamma Mia, and she's so fucking good in Mamma Mia. So Amanda Siegfried, I am not holding you. The American way. She's not even nominated for terrible, but Anna Kendrick. You're terrible. I know. And like, meanwhile, Amanda Siegfried has such a sparkle. I love her. (laughs) Oh, God. God bless Amanda Siegfried. I saw it run in Canyon and she was super nice. (gasps) Who else is on your terrible list for people that are terrible to their fans? Okay. One that I've heard. And also, I want to clarify that when I do these, these are not people that I've had an encounter with. It's people that I've just either heard stories about, read their books. And then also I'm a big follower of the Instagram account Demois. Yeah. So it's like a, it's a basically just like all types of unconfirmed celeb information, gossip, blind items, encounters. People submit their like, um, when they spot celebrities, they submit them. And so every Sunday they do like a roundup of spotted and, um, David Schwimmer is who plays Ross on friends is notorious on Demois for like being so mean to anyone who approaches him and how he hates being called Ross. And so this one, a lot of people in the comments of my TikTok were very much like, well, I know someone who met him one time and said he was like, cool, or I can't imagine that he's not nice. Or like, why would you like it if someone called you by a name that isn't your name? And I was just like, I don't know, man. There's, first of of all, dozens of stories of people like being told off by him or being like, him just being rude or obnoxious and like just like downright uncool second of all he made how many millions of dollars on friends like i'm sorry if you well, just the me, last season he was making a million per episode <laughs> for 75 dollars right now venmo me 75 dollars and you can call me whatever name you want for the rest of my life like uh, you can Venmo me $7 and call me Ross from <laughs> Friends for the rest of the day. And I'll <laughs> if you don't want to be called Ross from Friends, go do another fucking acting part. Like, go do something else where we're not going to be like, oh, that's Ross from Friends. Dude, get another job. What is wrong with you? I also just think it was a show. It was one of the biggest, it was one of the most watched shows of like a generation. It was on for a full decade. Sorry, maybe people don't know your name is David. Jen towards the end was like, this guy's become a fucking diva. Like, do you remember season one where no one knew us and now he's acting like a fucking prick? Like, calm down, Ross, yes. from friends. Pivot! <laughs> I would love it if Jennifer Aniston said that. <laughs> calm down, Ross, from friends. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Oh my God. Well, speaking of celebrity couples, like I think I have my first nomination for Most Terrible and I think I'm going to give it to Ben Affleck just because I am so sick of him and Jennifer parading around town. J-Lo needs fucking help. J-Lo's never been single. J-Lo needs help and Ben needs help. They both are like- They both need help. They're both like, Ben's a fucking drug addict. Like cheated on my fucking co-star from HBO's camping, Jen Garner. Like- Wait, really? Oh yeah. Like me and Jen are- Oh my God. I like, am obsessed with her. (laughs) Oh, she's, she's amazing. She's like 
the best person that I've ever met. She like just like really has this vibe of like she's like very like deeply human, but also like beautiful and cool. But you know what I mean? Like she doesn't seem like like how Anna Kendrick, you're like, are you a person? Like Jennifer Gardner seems like a person, you know? She is a person. Like our <laughs> our on-call time was like 5 a.m. at some points because we were shooting in the mountains and she would bring in homemade muffins for all the crew and like we know she was making them because all you have to do is click on her fucking instagram story and it's four o'clock in the morning and she's battering and making muffins and still comes in at five in, in the morning with an amazing attitude shoots all day and all afternoon and sometimes we would do night scenes and she's just such a good person and such a good mother so to like see her going through what ben affleck was putting her through and and then now it's like now that we're not working together and he's still kind of now parading around JLo. And I'm just like, like Jennifer Garner is such a good person. She just doesn't deserve this. And going back to fucking JLo, like, bitch, you've never been single. I did a post on the Celebrity Memoir Book Club Instagram about how Jennifer Garner is like the most engaged woman of all time. Like she loves to be engaged. I think she's had five square cut diamonds. in Jennifer her Garner? Time. No, Jennifer Lopez, sorry. Oh, Jennifer Lopez. Oh, my. Oh, Jennifer Lopez has been engaged, like, almost as many times as Daniel Staub from Real Houses of New Jersey. Like, when she was supposed to marry Ben Affleck, she, when they broke up, she was with Mark Anthony, like, days later. Oh, days. Um, days. Then, she, then after they broke, I mean, she's just always, before she was finalized with the divorce from Mark Anthony, she was with Casper Smart, the backup dancer. As soon as she was done with Casper Smart, I mean, it's just a constant, constant. It's, it's okay, a red flag. It's a red flag. The fact that you can't be by yourself, period. Yes. Like you've never had. The thing about it is, like, a lot of people are very scared of independence. Number one, number one is usually financial. Like, I yes. can't be independent. Like, I need to be married or I have can't move out of my parents' house or I, I, I can't be like that independent person because I'm still depending on other people. Bitch, you got your own money. You got your own work, your own music, your own jobs, your own company. You don't need a fucking man. Just like the biggest disaster of all time is I'm notoriously deeply attracted to Ben Affleck and it's a problem. Like I'll go, <laughs> I like love him. And the, okay, the reason I know that I need therapy is because it's not the version of him where like the goodwill hunting Ben Affleck, where he's just like a stand up no, Boston boy exist. who gets married, like full back tattoo Ben Affleck is my <laughs> dream man. And I'm like, I need help. I need to take a walk back from dating. Like Ashley, the number of drug addicts that I've dated is, it, just, it lines up perfectly. <laughs> as I, if you want to end the podcast now, I understand whenever people find this out I mean, me, they're just like, I'm sorry. You like what? <laughs> He must be a fuck boy, and Ben Affleck is a fuck man. Like, there is a darkness here. <laughs> it's no, you're a terrible person, and I don't want to know you. I just want to fuck you. <laughs> On the flip side, let's celebrate someone, and this is who my terribly delicious goes to. Just because my show, we're like, you're terrible, you're terrible, you're terrible. We have to have a little bit of balance. It's all about balance, you guys. So you guys know my terribly delicious category gonna go to travis barker it's gonna go to courtney and travis because you know what travis is now flying again but the one thing that we love more than celebrities we love celebrity books and guess what i read his and the fact that that man is on a plane right now with courtney 
is a huge deal because as we know, a couple years ago, he survived a plane crash that killed everybody on board. So him and J.A.M. survived, but his, his assistant, little Chris, um, his bodyguard and the two pilots all died. Then him and DJ AM survived, but DJ AM like died couldn't a year really later. cope with it because, and so he relapsed on drugs and he died a year later in New York with that really weird tweet that was like yeah. in New York, like we never sleep or something like it, it always goes down in New York or something. And then he died that night. It was so creepy. And Nicole Richie has never been the same since. I shouldn't have lived. I had third degree burns. Like, why the fuck am I alive? I don't want to be alive. Everyone is dead. Like, like the survivor's guilt. It's so sad. Guys, we are going to talk about our top three favorite books by celebrities, which is going to lead us into our uh, book session. You guys, I'm not doing a fucking book club, okay? So don't get excited. You know, yes, we know how to read. And this is the episode letting you know that we do read. We are well-rounded people. We don't just watch TV all day. Yes, we read, but they just happen to be celebrity memoirs. Before we get into the book that we're highlighting today, which is Erica Jane's book, I want to give you guys some updates on Erica Jane. So like you guys, right now, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is so fucking good. It's so good. The season is full of drama. And let me just say, completely disappointed in Dorit, completely disappointed in Kyle, completely disappointed in everyone who fucking flip-flopped that was like, this isn't right. I mean, she isn't who she says she is. Like, I can't believe this is happening. Like, we need to ask her about it. And then you guys meet up with her and you don't say anything. So shout out to Sutton for asking all the questions that we've been wanting to ask. Shout out to Garcelle for holding Erica's feet to the fire. I mean, she literally said, if Tom did this, then fuck Tom. Because that's really what it is. Erica Jane is now being sued for $25 million. The judge said, it's fair game to the victims. Go after her. Tom has been federally disbarred and cannot practice law and has moved out of his Pasadena mansion and is in Burbank at adult living home. That's about five grand a month, 24 hour service care and any food options that he wants. So I um, am not super familiar with the housewives world and it's only because I just feel very overwhelmed by it. Like I've always wished I watched the real housewives and this year Erica Jane has transcended the housewives universe. Like, cause her book came out, um, not that long ago. And then all of a sudden, all this shit blew up. And I was so fascinated by it. And we actually got to talk to um, the ghostwriter of that book, Brian Moylan. He just, I actually just bought his book, The Real Housewives, like where it's basically yes. like he's telling the backstory. So he was very protective of Erica when we That's what her. I don't like about him already. Sorry to keep interrupting. And now watching it unfold more and more, we're like, I think for a moment, there was a brief moment in time where it was like, is Erica... A little bit innocent like she's not entirely innocent and I still think no matter what the money is not hers like if someone steals $50,000 and hands you $40,000 that's not your money like you still have to give, give it, it back. back to the people who are robbed like it's just not yours so there I was like a little you know eh, whatever I don't know if she knows I don't know if she doesn't know I think this whole like um no offense but okay I've Listen, I know that it's not right to talk about people in this way. I've dealt with dementia in my family, all that shit. 
this whole crying dementia thing with Tom, like the onset is not like that. Like I've seen it play out in real life. That's not, it's not like one day you're a practicing lawyer stealing money from orphans and like whatever widows. And then like the next day you can't put a sentence together. Like that's just not what happens. Well now on the show, she's trying to say he fell off a cliff. There was an accident. And ever since that accident, his his decision making has been off he's changed moods and like so they asked her about the accident on the show and he's like yeah he fell off a cliff well he drove off a cliff well it was an accident it was right by our house the cliff behind our house so people are like google mapping the cliffs by erica's house and they're like maybe this could be the cliff i'm telling you people are so fucking invested in this shit it is insane hold on so brian was on your podcast to discuss Erica's book or The Real Housewives? The, to discuss Erica's book. And now they're watching this kind of like tooth and nail defense of Erica. I'm just like, oh, this is not a great look for anybody. And she's giving it all away with her body language, her behavior. When you say things like, yeah, it's it's all over and it's not even over yet. It's the worst is yet to come. Yep, they're coming after me. Like, it's only a matter of time. Like, like what she says, like, she just, like, she knows she's going down. Like, the way she talks about it, Erica is going to go to jail. And we're going to see this with Jen Shaw, which, by the way, I have an update. I spoke to her assistant. And I have an unreleased Real Housewives of Salt Lake City episode premiering next week to go with the premiere, an unreleased episode with Heather Gay. You guys are going to want to listen to this shit. Why the fuck did you film this season, girl? It's so incriminating. It's just so she should bad. not have stayed on the show. She, I mean, and also it wouldn't have looked incriminating to take a step back, to be like, hey, listen, I'm going through a divorce. So it would have been such an easy, easy out. Like it wouldn't, have, it's not like the information wasn't public yet. And she was like, oh, better stay step back from this season. And then everyone would have been like, oh, it's pretty damning that she stepped back from the season. Like what, like this would have been such a seamless, easy thing to do. Another thing from her book is um, that she is so proud of the way that she's like involved in his career. Like she's really proud of the fact that he like views her as like an intelligent person and he loves to discuss cases with her. So I'm just like, uh oh, you have told us pretty explicitly that you know a lot about his business dealings. And now on the show, you're saying the complete complete opposite. Yes. I don't know anything. The only person who has the answers is Tom. I was never told anything. Oh, you don't know where you live in Palm Springs that you have a house there? I was never told where it was. I've never even been there. I don't know anything. Which one is it? Like, which one is it? Let's talk about more about the book because I, well, I read like most of it and I started getting in towards the end. And it's it's very basic book. It's shit she's already said like, oh, I got the ca- the call for Housewives when I was filling up gas at my Aston Martin on Santa Monica and La Cienega. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. That is the most LA shit I've ever heard. She it's does talk about- most- so I was going to say the book is like a very like long form Wikipedia. It is. Like, it's terrible. It's there's nothing good about it. And she talks about yeah. uh, how Yolanda, she was bitching to Yolanda. Like I spent all this money on my music career. Like it's not going anywhere. Like I'm not signed to a me- major record label. Like, so she's like, I'm over here frustrated. So I go to Yolanda's house and Yolanda hears my story and goes, why don't you, why don't you be on the real housewives and immediately texts 
like someone at evolution. And three days later, she had a meeting and a week later she was offered a contract. And I'm like, okay, so you're fucking Cinderella and it's a great big Hollywood, beautiful story. Good for you. Yay. Applause. And now we're seeing none of that is fucking true. Like this is all really bad. You guys like, have you seen the hustler and the housewife? Yes. What did you it, think about it? I I mean, I it's just fucking damning. I was like, this was a really good, like, I don't think that there was any good conclusion. And the credibility was terrible. <laughs> when you open up with Danielle Staub. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, there was nothing in it that like felt like real information, but having the like lawyer victims. people and the victims experience explain just like what the key points were in like a very like one two three this is what you need to know i was like this is helpful information for me like i don't understand any lawyer speak well what i liked about the documentary is that it was the victim side it was their turn to have a confessional it was their turn to like be on camera and be like this is what tom did to me like he literally gave me the runaround for years i would be like where is my money and he'd be like the, this judge has it you know he thinks that you're too young to have all this money he wants to protect you from it he wants to give you like an allowance and it's like, this is my fucking money i suffered for this like I, I, I these are plane crash victims these are burn victims the burn victim that i'm specifically talking about you guys this guy was sitting in his house playing video games when the house next door exploded I mean, could you have been like minding more of your own business? Like, I mean, there's nothing more than like you're in your fucking underwear in your own house, in your own living room, playing video games. The house next door explodes and you get third degree burns all over your fucking body. You get awarded $20 million and you get 1 million and then never nothing again. What else did you like about Erica Jane's book or what else stuck out to you? As much as I, I know that Brian was on Erica's side and like her hired hand but like the fact that there's no humor in the career is insane to me like she didn't really have a music career like it was like a self-produced like yeah it's self-produced no and, like, than... and the dance charts it's like way fucking different from the billboard 100s like you know like if you release like an, an album in a subsection of like a subsection of music, bitch, are you in the top 10 of iTunes? Like the billboard 100? Yeah. No, you're not. You've never have not even expensive to be me. It's only Bravo fans bought that shit. Only Bravo fans. And it's just, I don't know this like thing where she really thinks that she like created this persona, like with Mikey. persona yeah. that anyone cares about. I'm just like, I don't, think that's true like I know that I'm not like embedded in the Bravo world but I really don't even think Bravo fans like genuinely consume it yeah you want this music career all right well you know get you're getting an LLC then you get your LLC you get your your company your name and your company has 20 million dollars in it like girl you are not Taylor Swift the only person yeah. literally making that kind of money in music right now is fucking Taylor Swift not even real fucking singers that have been around for 20 years are making that kind of money in the music industry. Like everything has changed. Totally. I am excited to see her arriving at jail. Look. <laughs> like she's even going to do the reunion. Like it's crazy. I can't believe it. 
She's over here tweeting on the day that she gets sued for $25 million. She tweets, oh, wow, this is boring. Like, bitch. The Ice Queen, I can't wait for that shit to melt. Like, Elsa, you're going fucking down, girl. Like, you're going down, girl. It's like, this persona does not work that much. Like, it doesn't work in front of a jury, so good luck. (laughs) It's crazy. She hasn't shed one tear for the orphans. She hasn't said the people that have been affected by this. Like, my God, like... She what can't even turn here. Like, like picture your own. Like, even just lie and use your own downfall as fuel. Be like, like instead of saying like, like think in your head. Fuck, oh my I'm God, going to jail. I'll miss the bags and purses and shoes, and then say out loud, "I feel sad for the orphans." Like that's all you have to do. <laughs> She's so stone cold. She's so stoic. She's so statuesque. There's no life. Like, it's all like, yeah, this well, this is what I have now. I'm like, you got a bungalow in fucking Can- Hancock Park. That beautiful Spanish-style villa with the pool in the backyard. Like, when she said, this is, like, all I have. Me and my boyfriend looked at each other. We were like, we would fucking love to have that. Are you kidding me? That's a yard yeah, for the like dog. Yeah, like, one third of it. <laughs> there's a yard for the dog. There's a pool. There's a jacuzzi. It, there's an open-style patio where, like, all our friends can sit down. Like, girl, get out of here. It's like in the beginning of the pandemic. Remember when Ellen DeGeneres was like, I feel like I'm in jail. <laughs> and everyone and was like, like go really? ride your horse. <laughs> in your mansion, Ellen. God, she's terrible. She was voted most terrible in very, very early stages of, of this podcast because it's only been out for a year. The pod has only been out for a year, you guys. So speaking of that, thank you to everyone that's listened. Um, you know, I have a bunch of these shirts right here. So just join the fucking Patreon and write a review. I'll send your ass a shirt. So, Ashley, what are your top three favorite celebrity memoirs? Uh, Holly Madison, Down the Rabbit Hole. So you're going to pick all my picks is what you're saying, Ash. <laughs> <laughs> I saw your stories earlier, and I'm like, she, uh, Jenna Jameson was on there, and I'm like, that's one of my picks. Jenna Jameson, How to Make Love Like a Porn Star because I'm from Vegas, and it's, it is about like growing up in Vegas and like, you know, just doing all sorts of bad, really bad things. Yes. I loved Holly's book. I loved, I think I take a lot of what she said with a grain of salt. She's very like a little bit woe is me about a lot of it. And I yeah. just like, I don't think that I'm not saying I, okay. I think that these girls who enter the mansion are groomed. I think it's a very exploitive situation. I'll say that, but I do think that she approaches it with like a very bizarre kind of thing where she's like, I was kind of like forced to do these things against my own will. And all these other girls are just dumb sluts. And I was like, okay. um, No, because you were like hardcore on landing him like a fucking Eagle. You were like, I am going to get a baby. That is my man. He's the, I'm the last bitch he chooses. And 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 she wasn't. Okay. I feel bad for taking away from your list though. So give me your list. Oh yeah. Your list. Um, and then I was going to say, Jenna, like we just read hers this week and I felt like it was the exact opposite of Holly's. Like it was so positive. It's so sex positive. It's so like, I mean, she just endures so much and then comes out just like a Phoenix. And I know that now she's like kind of a right wing nut, but you know, she's kind of crazy now. <laughs> I still want her on the podcast. Cause I, I really want to talk to her about like the book. Like, remember when she like collapsed 90 pounds on crystal meth in that tattoo shop? 
75 pounds and the guy was like i'm putting you on a plane and like getting you the fuck out of like this whole state those are our celebrity book club recommendations um as far as like most terrible for the week like honestly i want to name lisa renna for most terrible because here's the Uh thing like lisa renna is a great housewife but she also gets on my fucking nerves last season you're so worried about who Denise Richards had sex with, but you're over here coddling Erica Jane. Oh, don't ask her those questions. Oh, you know, we just have to be there for her and wait for the truth to come out. Y'all, this is not right. Lisa Renna is nominated for Most Terrible for this shit. Oh, I want to bring Olivia Munn to the table because Ooh. we read her book last week for our podcast and she's uh, awful. Truly never says a good thing about another woman ever. It's like a book for like teenage incels and nobody else and i just think it's like an awful piece of work yeah i mean other than erica jane and tom girardi they're like the most terrible forever i think i'm gonna give it to lisa renna just to keep it light and in the mood lisa renna is the most terrible for me um um no i'll give it to lisa renna one time i saw her on a hike when i lived in la and the filler in those lips i mean she deserves an award. I don't know. Lisa Renna, we're tired of your shit, okay? You need to own it when it comes to Erica Jane as well. So you're voted most terrible. I want to thank my guest, Ashley Ham. She is from the podcast Celebrity uh, Memoirs Book Club. Yeah, listen to Celebrity Memoir Book Club. You can find us on TikTok, Celebrity Memoir Book Club, Instagram, and then wherever you find podcasts, Spotify, Apple. And I want to thank everyone that's contributing to the Patreon. You guys, if you want to join the Patreon, you do get something out of it. You get a full uncut episode. You know, we record for an hour. I want to thank Elizabeth Perla, Stephanie C., Chantel Ashley, and April for donating to the podcast every month. I want to thank Shabon, Cherie. I want to uh, thank Kate Chastain from Below Deck. She's one of the Patreon members. Michelle, Nicole, Holtman, uh, Monica, Holly, Brocky. I love you, Melissa Bird, Mikey P., Jean, welcome. I want to thank Ashley Ham once again for coming on the podcast. If you give me a review and join the Patreon, I will send you a free T-shirt. Lots of stuff coming up. I'm going to be covering White Lotus next week. Um, the unreleased episode of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. We're going to be doing a lot of Bravo stuff next week. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. It was so fun. And uh, everyone is pretty terrible. So we'll see you guys next week. Love you. Bye. Who's the most terrible of them all? It's Hollywood Lee.